Hey, Anna. It's been a month now, but I'm still on cloud nine from the solar eclipse in June. I, I bet you've been glowing. I I, I am uh, post-eclipse. It's like a weird <laughs> thing that I, I'm like, you know, very agreeable. I, you, Actually, I mean, that's true. Like, if you ever want to ask a favor for me, do it the day of after an eclipse, that's for sure. I didn't know I was going to get a whole month out of I would have well, asked for more stuff. That's <laughs> like, true. That's true. But it was great. I had a great expedition uh, where I went up to Mackinac City, Michigan uh-huh. to see more of the eclipse. It was cloudy here in Cincinnati. And as you uh, rightly say, I cut and run at any <laughs> sign of clouds at a moment's notice yeah right. you're like i'm out bye observatory you're on your own <laughs> right. those thousand people entertain them <laughs> somebody take my calls i gotta go <laughs> but how I, far was that not that well far, so right? it's about an eight hour drive so it's not too bad yeah. and i uh, just go right up i-75 <laughs> one of the most delightful interstates in the entire country <laughs> totally and uh it's uh, got a great view right along the water of Lake Huron, right by the big bridge there, mm-hmm. overlooking Mackinac Island. So the sun rose up in eclipse, and it was just this little crescent that was left uh, wow. of the sun as it rose up. And then uh, the eclipse started moving, the moon moved off of it, and the sun went back to normal. So, but yeah, it was great. The birds were singing, uh, you know, the waves are just lapping on the thing, and uh, we even had a guy from Cincinnati that was up there too, and so really? we were there on the beach watching the the. There were other people around you doing this. Just one guy. Everybody else oh, thought okay. we were probably crazy. Probably. So, uh, sure. yeah. In fact, we had we had one guy that came up like towards the, almost the eclipse is over, and he's like, "You guys just watching the sunrise?" We're like, "No, <laughs> we're watching the eclipse." Get he's out like, of here, he's chucklehead. Like, he's like, "What kind? Of, what eclipse?" I'm like. <laughs> So, so this the, is when it was over it was or when it was like dope. about to start? Because that'd be hilarious. Yeah. If you're like this moment, it's like, and then someone's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> no, they're like 10 minutes left. <laughs> oh, and we're, you know, we're all like wrapping it up and we're like, oh yeah, that was great. We did a high five and all that stuff. And then this guy's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, well, I'm just glad you got to see it. I just forget that there's other people with other interests. <laughs> like, I just think everything's about the eclipse. That's like, right. Oh, they're walking on the beach. They must be looking at the eclipse. Right. They're not just enjoying nature's bounty. They're no. they're looking at the eclipse. No. Obviously. So, well, oh now that we're into July, I think my uh, my good uh, uh, feelings are over, so you Ugh. can't ask me for anything anymore. Darn it. Window so, closed. Not till the next eclipse. How long we got? November. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, put I'm it on your calendar. I'm going to start making a list. Ask Dean for favors, Sorry. November 19th. November. Done. <laughs> From the studios of Cincinnati Public Radio, I'm Dean Regas, and this is Looking Up. And I'm Anna Heeman. We're from the oldest public observatory in the country, the Cincinnati Observatory. Dean's the astronomer, and I handle the operations. We share the wonders of the universe with thousands of people every year, and now we're doing the same to this podcast. We love talking to astronauts, scientists, authors, and other colorful characters about topics in astronomy and space science. Today, we're excited to welcome PhD candidate in the Department of Astronomy at The Ohio State University and member of the astronomical team which recently discovered the closest black hole to planet Earth, dubbed the unicorn, Turindu Jayasinga. Also joining us is Todd Thompson, professor of astronomy at The Ohio State University. I'm seeing you. I'm looking at you. 
in person. We're back in the studio. I got the headphones. You got headphones. We're back. This seems like this seems good. I feel like <laughs> the chair. So the chair is like it's still molded for me. So oh my god! It's been a year and a half, but Jeez. yeah, we're back in the studios at Cincinnati Public Radio. So exciting! And uh, yep, in person, and uh, we'll be having our guests still via Zoom, but we'll get to yeah. see them and as we're talking to them, which is kind of cool. I like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, good to be back. I know, right? And it's just like we said, it's like riding a bike. Exactly. It's a couple minutes, little like, and then it was like. Oh, been here forever. I never left. Exactly. And my exactly. dog's not barking in the background and your cat's not crying like a baby. I know. <laughs> so There's great. always distractions. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Oh You've my worked gosh. at being done at your house and everything. I so. know. Yeah. I was thinking, how am I going to get this done today? But uh, glad we're in person. I love it. Let's never go away again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So sorry I derailed from the eclipse chat to acknowledge us being back in the studio. Do you want to talk more about your eclipse time? I know yeah, you do. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Twist your arm. Well, you know, it's really nice. So, uh, you know, the, the whole eclipse day does have this range of emotions. Like, <laughs> I know you think of me as this unemotional robotic uh, astrobot or whatever. You know, that, no comment. That, <laughs> but... Uh, so when I was tr- trying to figure out where am I going to go to see the eclipse, it was Mackinac City okay. or Rochester, New York, both about eight hour drive. Oh, really? I'm yeah. Like, okay. Both would have been a better view of the eclipse in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You get more eclipse, more time with it. Mm-hmm. Both had clear skies. Uh, predicted. Okay. So I chose Mackinac. Basically, I flipped a coin and said, well, let's just go there instead. <laughs> Isn't Mackinac like super gorgeous? Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, that, that helped. <laughs> that didn't, but, okay. I was like, that didn't Yeah. Like Rochester's got its charms. And it's oh, also okay. by another lake. And I think it's Lake Ontario, but Rochester people correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Lake Ontario. So it would have been a great view from there too. Mm-hmm. But I end up going to Mackinac and that night, you know, I'm watching the weather forecast and it flipped. It said Mackinac, mostly cloudy. Rochester, perfectly clear. What? And so here I am in Mackinac. You were already there? I'm already there. So it's already, I already did the eight hour oh drive. God. So I'm not going to make a 16 hour drive <laughs> to Rochester. <laughs> oh my God. So I went to sleep, not in a very good mood thinking, oh, oh my gosh, this is not going to work. Uh, but I I don't need an alarm for eclipse days. I just wake up naturally. And Are you so, being serious? Yeah. yeah. What I'd, time was this? Uh, it was at Four, five, four, five. I woke up about an hour before that. That's not robotic at all. <laughs> no, You're right. No. You're right. You're just, a human no. being just naturally wakes up at four something yeah. in the morning on the day of an eclipse because yeah. you know it's an eclipse and right. you're so excited. So like I, I fell asleep, woke up, bingo, ready to go, look outside the window, crystal clear, and then then I get like excited. Then okay. I'm like, yeah. So um, – so luckily, no drama with that, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked out great. And I heard that Rochester had clear skies too, so I c- couldn't have gone wrong either way. You but picked two good spots. I think so. So, uh, but yeah, definitely excited for the next one, which is a lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. It's on November nineteenth of this year. And where are you going to be, like escaping to? Oh, you don't want to. You don't like to commit. To I where never you're gonna go because yeah. you got to wait. I, I got to wait for the weather. But and this you don't want to cause a panic. People following you to those places. <laughs> that's right. Like, oh, Dean's gonna be in. That's right. Schenectady. I mean, just like that one guy <laughs> that was walking on the beach didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and you were like, I just imagine like shaking him. Like, how do you not know? I don't know. Well, don't it's know more. Why. It's more like the the people look at you like funny. Like you're they're like, what is this creepazoid doing <laughs> with this giant telescope? So early in the morning. So Early in the morning. And I'm, now you're going to do it at night for the. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware of how the optics on it. So <laughs> it's, it's not good. But um, 
Uh, but this one, the lunar eclipse in November is visible across the entire United States. Mm -hmm. um, so as long as it's clear, you get to see it. It's not a total lunar eclipse, but it's okay. pretty close. It's going to be like 90 something percent. So it'd be almost total and it should turn a slight tinge, a slight color that you get for the eclipses. But what color? Like orangish? Yeah, that orangish, oh, yeah, pinkish yeah. tint. Yeah, kind of creepy. And so then, uh, so that's the one you got to mark uh, coming up. Uh, so November 19th this year. I'm excited. Oh, we know you don't need an alarm clock for that one either. You're just going to be up and nope. ready to go living nope. your life. It's... And that's going to be like, let's do this thing. Yep. And then I'll see it and I'll be <laughs> elated for the next couple weeks. And yep. I gotta, I'm going to make a note. Take advantage. I got to think about some things I got to bring up to you. Because I'm already back to surly astronomer, especially <laughs> with so our topic today. Oh, that's on God. Here we go. You <sighs> have to be nice. Oh, I'll, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> that's not inspiring a lot of confidence. I know. You need to get over it. We're talking about... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's tough love time. You gotta get over it. We're talking about black holes. Everybody's into black holes. You know who's not into black holes, everybody? Who? You. No. What is your problem with them? I'm this is so, so weird. So bored with black holes. I'm just so bored with <laughs> I'm them. I'm so sorry that they're not interesting to you that we could get enveloped into some giant void. I, I'm hoping that our guests are gonna change my mind about this, but I know black holes are like the popular topic. Like everybody wants to know about them. Everybody wants to know what's going on inside of them. What happens if you fall yeah, inside of them? Yeah. And okay, so we're going to hear this probably in their interview, but we don't know a lot about what happens. Like, you just don't know. You thought about that? Well, that's true. It's possible. I don't know. Uh, Sorry, I got a little. <laughs> <laughs> got a little defensive. I got a little like, hey. Um, that's like me on before an eclipse. That's, that's what right. you're you're it's turning like into. <laughs> I mean, maybe they know. Maybe they've like. I mean, no one's ever been in one to like do this. Stuff. No, but <laughs> you probably but, come back okay. Out. So I'll get the exciting part. The part okay. that I do like. I do really think they're cool objects. Like, I mean, there are these super dense objects mm -hmm. where gravity is so intense that not even light can escape. So right. anything that falls in disappears. It's gone. It's not coming back. You can't send a probe in there. Uh, well, you could, but then it's gone. Then you better be so you can't get it. information from what's inside there. So it's this kind of void, this lack. It's it's kind of a lack of information, and so for <laughs> me, who likes to know everything about oh, everything, to have this object that thinks he knows won't everything about everything. <laughs> <laughs> won't what? reveal its secrets. Right. It's it's frustrating, you know. It's like, and so. <laughs> That's the thing is that people ask me like, so what happens, you know, what goes on in a black hole? And I, I don't know. Are you just like pass next question? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I kind of, no, this is bad. Oh, uh, I kind of almost want to like direct them to a Wikipedia page. And then they can, I know, I know. This Did is, you just this hear is, yourself? This is, what's, this is what's become of me. You're a person of science this and you're what, a person to a Wiki, you just don't even care. This is what black holes do to me. I just, you know, like. You're like, you're, you're being a black hole. I am. You have no information. <laughs> like, just hmm. whatever. That's a good point. Well. I should just like, <laughs> I should wear a t-shirt that says black hole with an arrow pointed up to my face <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Your birthday's in December. I'll make sure we get that. All right. That sounds good. That's great because I feel like that's what you're doing right yes, now. Yes. When you ask me a question of black, black holes, my answer will disappear. <laughs> I might be, you might disappear. That's the best just... example. Actually, that's a perfect example of, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'm telling you. The big, the other question is, you know, like people that, that it is fascinating. Okay. So this part also I like too. Okay. So, so two things you like so far. Yeah. But then like I already 30 the you don't one. like. Okay. The second you one. You already forget the first. 
<laughs> the first, second one is the destructive power of black holes that gets people so, I mean, scared. They're just like, yeah. I think that's what the appeal is. Yeah. Is that, all right, is a black hole going to come and swallow okay, us I wouldn't up? say appeal. I would say the interest. I don't know. Who is that? Who is it? It's not appealing to be like sucked into a, like. I don't know. People have an apocalyptic <laughs> kind of bent that's to true. it. It's like they kind of secretly like it. Okay, sorry. But anyway. Ahead. You're right. Uh, but. No, I, I don't know. But, I'm just uh, saying. But uh, there, the good news is, yeah, there's no black hole nearby us. And our guests today are going to be talking about one that's kind of close to us, but still mm. very safe distance from us. Uh, so we don't have to worry a black hole swallowing us up. We can't fly to one. We can't zoom into one. Um, and so what we are watching, though, is uh, maybe some of these black holes that are close to stars might be swallowing up some stars soon. We haven't quite seen it firsthand with much detail, but there's a God. couple that we're watching closely. And uh, they might watching have... Watching closely? What? Well, I know. It's kind of twisted. It's like the black hole is going to have this giant snack of a giant star and then... <laughs> I don't know. What do you What do you do to that? Do you like be like yay, or do you? I mean, I would be like, well, that doesn't. You know, you don't, I don't want something like I don't want to like be rooting for it to eat something else. Then all of a sudden, it's like, then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, this is karma. Instant. Or, or here's here's <laughs> you laughing at it. That's and right. Then, and that'll come back. Then to it's us. like that sounds tasty. Like, I'm gonna go over there and wait. Who laughed at me? That's right. I'm coming for you now. <laughs> You need to be nice okay. and interested. I know you will be actually because you love talking about stuff. I do. I'm this just is like still, you know. I you know you know when I'm negative, it's all partially love. You know, it's, it's all... <laughs> <laughs> We'll just tell them that when you like start snoring during their like. Comments. There we go. There we yeah, go. Yeah, like it, he's sorry, he's he's excited, but it's and a, a new discovery is exciting. No, no matter this, what, this one that be, they found that. is pretty cool, just because it's a baby black hole, <laughs> and that makes it just adorable, doesn't it? Does. It does. I just want to snuggle it. <laughs> Oh, man. Earlier this year, researchers from Ohio State University made a super cool discovery in our galaxy, a black hole that is not too far away. Two members of the team are joining us today, professor of astronomy at OSU, Todd Thompson, and PhD candidate in astronomy, Tirindu Jayasinghe. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. So, uh, Tirindu, first question is, how did you find this black hole, and uh, is it fair to say it's right in our neighborhood? That's a great question. So, uh, in terms of how we found it, uh, I think we started off with a project um, to try and find these elusive, uh, non-interacting black holes in our neighborhood. And this system, uh, which we nicknamed the Unicorn, was a result of this project, uh, we identified it by looking at a lot of archival data and along with you know, getting new data. So I would say that um, it's not too close to us, but it is among the closest black holes that we've discovered so far. Can you tell us in terms that a layperson would understand how big it is? So in terms of how big it is, uh, we can compare it with the mass of the sun. So it is about three times the mass of the sun. And if you put it in context with um, other black holes that have been discovered, this is a little small in context uh, with those kinds of black holes. So there are stellar mass black holes with masses in the range of eight to 10 solar masses. So when you compare it with them, this is a little baby black hole. 
<laughs> it sounds big enough to me. Um, but uh, so so you said it's it's not that close. But how, so how how far or near is it to us? I get a little anxiety to think about it being too close. So I'm just curious. So this guy is uh, about 1,500 light years away from us. So it's still sufficiently far away. Okay. That's plenty far away. That's yeah. yeah. And I like baby black hole, like BBH. It's a baby black hole. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but we're it a safe. Cute. We're a safe distance. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I feel. I feel fine. Yeah. When I first read that, I thought, oh, it's like right around the corner. Like if I turn <laughs> around, it's going to be there. Or something. Oh my like that. God. Um, and so yeah, it's not like the giant behemoth black holes that we've been talking about, like the one in the center of our galaxy or the the one that had the famous picture from M87. This is this is you know in the small very small scale compared to those. So you mentioned the nickname of it got nicknamed the Unicorn, which of course was perfect for social media and everything and made you guys stars. Good branding on this. But <laughs> there's a real reason why you called it the the unicorn. Can you give us the background on its nickname? So I think that answer is twofold. Um, the most obvious reason was that uh, this system was in the Monoceros constellation, and Monoceros stands for the unicorn, so it seemed like a very apt nickname based on that. And the other reason was that this system was kind of weird. Um, as I mentioned before, it's quite close to us, and it's also very small. So, you know, it's a special kind of object, and that also deserved the nickname of the unicorn. So what can we learn from black holes or, or what, what, what do they have to teach us about the universe? Maybe I'll jump in. Um, <laughs> sure. I can just say that, the, you know, the, as Trindu mentioned, there are these different kinds of black holes. There are the supermassive black holes at the centers of galaxies. There are these stellar mass black holes um, that are around 10 times the mass of the sun. And our census of black holes is incomplete. We want a complete census of black holes. We want to know what's the lowest mass black hole, what are the highest mass black holes, what are the black holes that could be formed from massive stars and which aren't. And so um, Turindu's uh, uh, discovery, the discovery that we report in this paper, because it's a low mass black hole, relatively low mass, it gives us an, an, a clue um, about how some black holes might form. So when black holes form, they form from massive stars, uh, the, the, the ones that are about the size of 10 solar masses. And so a three solar mass black hole probably forms from a certain type of massive star. We're not sure exactly what kind, um, but those questions about which kind of black holes, which mass of black holes you have, how frequent are low mass black holes and high mass black holes tell us about which stars collapse um, and which stars uh, form successful supernova explosions and which stars don't. Well, and so we've got, th this one is in our galaxy though, correct? So it's in the Milky Way. Um, and uh, you know, maybe contrast that with the, the the black hole that's in the center of our galaxy. Uh, you know, what's what do we know about that one uh, versus this one? So, yeah, Turindu mentioned that this black hole, the unicorn, is about fifteen hundred light years away. And to put that in context, our galaxy is tens of thousands of light years across. And so it's relatively speaking in our neighborhood. And as Trinchu mentioned, one of the closest or maybe the closest black hole known. The difference with the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy um, is, is many. The first is that uh, supermassive black holes are at the centers of their galaxies. 
the second is that um, they're super massive. Uh, the one at the center of our galaxy is millions of times the mass of the sun. Um, the one at the center of M87, which you mentioned before, is billions of times the mass of our sun. And those we think form in a different way. Uh, stellar mass black holes form from the collapse of a massive star, um, a star that might have gone supernova, but instead collapses to a black hole. Whereas supermassive black holes, we're not sure how they initially form, but we know that they grow mostly by eating gas in the center of the galaxy. They get bigger and bigger by eating gas as it gets channeled into the center of the galaxy. And that's different from these stellar mass black holes. Both of our eyes, all four of our eyes just brightened up when you're like, it's feeding. It's that it's feeding on stuff, right? Isn't that eating gas? I know. Yeah. I was surprised you just giggled. So I'm that's sorry. how the, like, the, the sure it is. The different reactions. It's just it's like it's having a little a nosh. It's yeah. just it's just like you know, maybe it's stress eating. Well, maybe it it's could like be. just gonna keep getting as much gas as it possibly can. That's definitely what black holes do. They eat gas if it comes if it comes too close. Um, they eat stars if they come too close. Um, <laughs> they eat both of those things, and as they do, they get they get bigger. So you can imagine stars being torn apart by nearby black holes at the centers of galaxies. So that absolutely happens. <laughs> you got too um, close. And just like hungry, hungry right. hippo, just like just taking it all. Uh, yep, yeah, exactly right. You can't <laughs> see, and I'm like thinking of the poor stars that get swallowed Me too. up. I was like <laughs> going along. Like singing Twinkle Twinkle to itself, and then just like bam, like you're in a black hole, baby. Yep. You were a snack. Yep, that's it. Oh my goodness. I'm like anthropomorphizing this, like, I'm like making it like a, it's not a, it's not a being, it's just a thing, right? Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Well, I'm, well, I'm thinking of it as like, I mean, it's eating and I don't know, doing a lot of things, live things. Oh man, this is a lot. Oh, I'm getting See, nervous. Yeah, I know. What if we I get know. too close and we just like fall right in? Well, and so this is, you know, people that study black holes, I mean, you have to be thinking about this stuff all a lot and, you know, you're fascinated by the field. How did you all get into uh, to this study? And please don't tell me this was the, you like found this in like five seconds too. like, you know, tell me like you had a long study before you found this one. Yeah, that's a very interesting story about how I found this system in particular. So uh, the project at Ohio State to try and find black holes that I think started uh, right about the time I first joined the department. Uh, Todd was leading that project and uh, we found one system before the unicorn, uh, which is another candidate for a baby black hole. Um, so based on that success, we decided to try and find some more. And uh, the unicorn was you know, a result of uh, that effort. And I actually you know, first realized that this could be a potential black hole at around 1 a.m. one night when I was going through data and it really seemed kind of interesting. Um, and then I sent an email to my advisors, including Todd, and then the next morning they're like, oh yeah, this could be something special. Wow, that's great. Well, really, congratulations on the discoveries. We hope this is uh, many more to come and thanks for talking to us about black holes today. We, you got Anna's attention. Uh, and I think, Taryn, do you deserve an A? Oh, yes. I don't know how this was graded, but I certainly hope somewhere there's yeah, a gold so star. Pro Professor Thompson, yeah, <laughs> right. we should. Uh, should We're going to vouch for you this. here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's a, how it a works. Plus. A plus. There a, you go. A plus work. Agreed. Excellent work. <laughs> well, thanks guys for joining today. This Thank is a lot guys. of fun. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you for having us. 
Our thanks to Tirindu Jayasinga and Todd Thompson from the OSU Astronomy Department for joining us today. You can find links to more uh, to learn about their discoveries of the unicorn black hole. And you can find that on our website, wvxu.org slash looking up. Well, we already know that kids say the darndest things. Kid question today, a.k.a. Anna's Gordon, is going to be uh, very simple, very straightforward. And we should have asked our guests this, but we're going to ask you this, Dean. Oh, okay. What happens? I'm going to say if, not when. Okay. You, you like, fall into, <laughs> fall into a black hole. Hmm, good question. Sounds a very common awful. question yeah. and uh, definitely interesting. Now, okay, I'll, I'll say that our guests, yeah, they, they kind of convinced me. I guess black holes are all right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. Cool. Put me on their I'm team. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love to hear that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> that's so exactly exciting. why they wanted to be on the show to convince <laughs> me. <laughs> Just come join us and team But black they hole. did. They did. They were so mm -hmm. great about it. So, um, uh, if you fall into a black hole, what happens? Uh, bad news. Everything <laughs> about that would be bad. So I'll give you a couple scenarios. So one, let's say uh, you're on a planet and mm -hmm. you're getting close and a star, your star is about to fall in and you can watch from your your uh, your spot here on the planet. Okay. So as the star falls in, basically it's going to be the gravitational pull of this black hole is so intense and mm -hmm. it's going to be pulling on the front part of the star, the part of the star that's closest to the the black hole. Okay. And so it'll stretch out into this kind of teardrop shape and the parts close to the black hole will start to fall in and disappear and all these this energy will start to swirl around it. Some energy will be shot out in x-rays, uh, but the rest of it will eventually fall in piece by piece by piece. So then let's say if, so sad. I know it is. It's the ultimate destruction. Um, and then let's say you are out there in floating in space in a spacesuit. Never going to happen. And, <laughs> it's not even an interest level of mine. And uh, you're come too close to a black hole and uh, you can position yourself in any way. Would you rather fall feet first or head first? Feet for sure. Good, good answer. For good sure. Answer. Feet first. So uh, if you're falling feet first, then your feet would be closer to it and would start stretching away from your body. Um, and so you'd be getting longer and longer as your feet stretch away from your ankle and your ankles stretch away from your legs and fight. And I always wanted to be taller. On and on. Like so that. you will be taller very quickly. Um, and then uh, eventually you'll be stretched out so much that your you know, body won't be able to hold itself together. Um, Can't you just go like in and one big, like a swan dive? Well, it'll be fast. I'm kind of slowing it down just for effect. Yeah, I mean, it's terrifying, actually. <laughs> so you thank know, you. Cause... Hey, kids, this is your friend Dean Regas talking over here, not me. It's, you know, he's telling you that you're going like, to stretch into a black hole. Just tell me, just like fall in. And like... No, no, we got to make it. We got we to gotta, we gotta drag this <laughs> out here. Traumatic effect. That's right. Yeah, I mean, because I always like jokes like you watch your feet stretching away from you and then they'll fall in before your head. And disappear, and then your head's out there being like, "Whoa, man, this is this is happening." But yeah, you'd be this is a bleak picture. You'd probably be passed out before then. Oh, I mean, so I mean, plus your head would probably get detached at some point. So, <sighs> God. but uh, given the you know uh, the you know the enjoyment that astronomers have describing this situation, and the enjoyment <laughs> that most guests listen to it. 
Uh, we've invented a name for this. Stretching Are you serious? out. It is called, get this, spaghettification. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. So if uh, when a star like... falls in, it'll stretch out into a long strand of material. Yes. No, uh, it is made up for this certain situation. And so as you would fall in, you would stretch out into a long strand of spaghetti, feet go in, disappear. Torso go in, disappear. Head go in, disappear. And where Stressful. you go, nobody knows. <laughs> could be, could be, could be dope. You know, it could be cool in there. Who knows? Bunch yes. of bunch of people just partially floating. No, probably. I guess like. No, nah, you're. So I'm I, trying to like put a positive spin on it. That's like kind of my brand, but no. Well, and so, <laughs> so. then the speculation happens from this is that uh, so do you go to a different part of the universe? Do you go to uh, another universe? Do you get crushed and that's where you are? I'm a proponent of the latter. You get crushed. Uh, what a surprise! You're yeah. not. You're not thinking you're going to some like magical candy land or something. That well, you're, I mean, <laughs> alternate universe. What, whatever is left of you that comes out the other side is not going to be pretty. <laughs> I mean, you might come to the candy land, but you're a piece of spaghetti, remember? So not, it's Italian night in candy land. You're not going to enjoy it. That's for sure. Oh Why do I ask you these things? I, I should have been like, so. What, yep. I don't even know what I should well, ask you. Well, you know. Now, Kids. maybe you talked me into it. maybe this the whole this whole black hole episode is getting me. Uh, you know, I was I started off as pretty bored with black holes, but now you know they're now pretty you seem exciting. pretty perked up. I gotta be honest. I know, especially <laughs> like, all these speculative it's things. Up. It's kind of fun to think about. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But the fact fun. that we're actually seeing these things and studying them now that lends a little bit better. We see the first picture of a black hole that folks at OSU are discovering the baby black hole. Mm-hmm. That's cute. This is a, yeah, they're, they're, this is a cool time to, to be studying this stuff. So, all right, I'm on board. They're, they're cool. Oh, I'm so glad that your seal of approval. Well, you know, this is the, the <laughs> character, so nice of you. character arc of this episode. That's went right. from, you Redemption. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's it for this episode of Looking Up. Thanks again to Tarindu Jayasinga and Todd Thompson for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Looking Up, wherever you get your audio. And if you're an Apple Podcast user, we'd really appreciate a rating and comment. That helps others to find us. Do you have any topic or guest ideas for us? We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook or Twitter or drop us a note at lookingup@wvxu.org. Our theme song and additional music is by Y, that's W-H-Y question mark, from their album, Moline, courtesy of Joyful Noise Recordings and Terrorbird Media. Looking Up is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio. We're produced by Josh Elstro, and Jim Nolan provides additional web assistance. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Anna Heeman. And I'm Dean Regas. Keep looking up.